Hello there, Internet. It is I, your narrator for the week. My name is Asia Spates God, and I'm here to travel you through the wonderful journey that is professional wrestling. With me are two guides, DJ Jazzy Jake and Mr. Ronchi Ron, who will also help me help you through this wild journey that is going back in the stadium for the bunch of sweaty people to yell at sweaty men grappling each other. Join us, won't you? for another pleasant edition of the Quick Pop Podcast. How's Why it going? Like a mix of the Crypt Keeper and Rod Sterling. Oh. Like, I feel like, is this some like, some, like creepy uh, pasta podcast that I was unaware of that I'm in? That it's going to be like the dark side of wrestling, but not the documentary that actually tells you that. Uh, tells us like ghost stories of wrestling and be like, and then right as Hulk Hogan was about to slam Andre, the ghost Apollo Andorff showed up. Ooh, too soon. Too soon. Way too soon. <laughs> I, I, legitimately, I thought it was dead. Yeah, I mean, those of you don't know. Uh, as of today, uh, Paul Orndorff, uh passed away, and uh, <laughs> for sure, I'm with uh, with Mr. Mr. Ron here. I was actually, and I mean this in the nice way, surprised he was alive. Oh. Yeah, I yeah. thought I thought well, he'd I mean, already left his mortal coil, but yeah, but we are here. Here we are finding out he just left his mortal coil, but it is well, a sad. I joke, but it is it is a situation. Uh, Prayers with his family, and like I don't know. I feel bad because I want to, I want to feel bad. I guess, but I'm like I, I don't have anything to feel bad for because I had already like resigned to him not being there. <laughs> I think it is always weird. Yeah. Definitely him right now, but uh, it is always weird when you find out someone has passed that you legitimately, not making a joke, thought had already passed. Because it's just like yeah. you don't like it's like it's it's you feel sad, but it's like but I it's not it's hard to mourn when you think you've already mourned. Yeah, yeah. Like I was pretty sure that we were done, but I guess not. And, and plus, like if you thought he was already dead and then you find out that he died at that point like you have the thought oh well should i fake it that way no one thinks like i'm mean but then if you're faking it then you're mean right yeah i don't it's like don't want to be a douche but you also it's like it's a weird line of it's like you don't want to be insensitive obviously because somebody has passed uh, this guy probably meant something to a lot of wrestling fans and, you know, obviously meant something to his family and stuff. But at the same time, you don't want to be that disingenuous guy that's trying to act like you're, I'm more sad about this than you are. And it's like, you know, you don't want to be that guy either. It's like, yeah. I, I guess the only way is just, I guess to be legitimate and just be like, I, I thought you'd already passed. This is very sad. 
Yeah, this is one of those cases where, again, honesty is the best policy. Yeah. Yeah. But take that to with get you. Off the, take, to get off the, the sadness train. No, no, we're not getting off uh, the sadness thing. Ron just gave us a nugget of heartfelt knowledge to take with us in our everyday life. And you just want to brush that aside, Ace? Listen, I, I understand. Wanna... I understand you wrestle grizzly bears in your spare time. And you think, that all right, nope, nope. Cutting this right now. No, stop this right now. We're moving on for realsies. Um, we've got a very interesting week coming up full of uh, full of live wrestling and not in the sense of like, you know, before it was robots, but uh, this week, <clears throat> several, if not all of the major promotions will be live in person. Um, WWE is doing their last uh, Thunderdome show tonight. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they so, are. Uh, so Friday they'll be, uh, I believe, in Texas. Yeah, Friday they'll be in Houston, Texas, for SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Hey, doesn't somebody in this room live there? Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Pretty, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, pretty sure um, that person's like, I don't know, maybe like ten minutes away. Going? Are you going? Are you going? No, I'm not going because I realize I need to start saving money. Oh, my God. Okay, see, here's the thing. I wanted to scream Ace Boo that man, but now you freaking had to be physically responsible in my presence. And damn you, Ron, I, I respect that. I respect that. Well, I, so, I have a convention. Because he's going, he's, I would say he's going to conventions. That's why he has to say. <laughs> I... Look, I spent a hundred dollars so I could have a uh, booth. So I legitimately have a booth, and I'm going to be selling my artwork. Mm-hmm. So, oh wow, that's awesome! Which uh, what convention are you doing that at? Uh, I'm doing a Anime Houston. Nice, nice. Yeah. Good then luck. Man. Thank you, and I've planned out like uh, three other months. Uh, three consecutive months. Uh, there's Etchy Expo uh, in September. There's a Colossal Con in Round Rock in October, and I believe at, er, in November. And Anime Frontier in December. So I got. Yeah, I, I I'm busy. I, I have to stay busy. No, still, that's all. Awesome. Yeah. As it gets close, we'll, we'll, we'll pimp those out for you more on the podcast and stuff, man. Uh, yeah. And Ron's art. It's, it, it's, it's awesome. Ron's art's definitely something. <laughs> okay, look, I'm sorry. Look, if you're above 18, buy Ron's art. Yeah, I was about uh, to say, like, I, got, I agree, but... Um, I actually, I don't There's know if I have to, I don't know if I can't sell my adult art or if I do sell my adult art, I had to like put it in the, I had to put it in a separate binder and card people. Right. right. Uh, you, you will have to put it in a separate binder and I guarantee you with it being cons, uh, you cannot display, uh, the more yeah. adult thing you'll have to display non-adult themes. 
Yeah, that's that's basically seventy five percent of my <laughs> my art is adult. Ron will have a picture hanging up, and then be like, "But for the rest of them, if you're old enough, I have a binder." I was thinking about this uh, because usually, like anime conventions and wrestling conventions kind of go hand in hand in some way, shape, or form. Um, yeah. Actually doing some, like, wrestling artwork. You should. Uh, I, before the, the COVID, uh, I go to conventions a lot in this area, and mm-hmm. maybe it's, a, it's that it's a Memphis thing, but I don't think so. I think wrestling is bleeding more into the convention scene. Uh, I'm seeing more yeah. booths that have wrestling stuff, um they've had more like wrestling guests or people that like are belt makers and stuff like that like that that's happening a lot so that'd probably go over pretty good yeah uh, um anyways, guys. about to have a uh, comic palooza and uh they're gonna have dr Britt baker dmd and christian cage oh awesome so anyway guys this is our new segment on the podcast it's called jacob and ron talk about everything else besides <laughs> what you came to listen to uh, it's it's going to be a great segue. It's going to be start to be a weekly thing. Uh, just at random points in the podcast, we're going to talk about you know life lessons, uh, comic conventions, uh, movies, and music. will make it in there somewhere, guys. Dude, have you seen Fast Nine yet? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> no, I'm I'm being I'm being I'm being very I'm serious. A, I, I need to I watch will. Fast Nine. I need to watch Fast Nine. So I will say this because we are in such a tangent and I, I don't even see Ace right now, but I can just see he's shooting us this look like, guys, what are you doing? We had a topic today. We This is not the podcast to just drift off on. Um, I'm just, I have not I'm just Fast 9. That, like, I am not the biggest Fast and the Furious fan. Really? Um, yeah, I saw the first two. Literally never saw any of them after that in theaters, and I've only seen parts of the other ones. I will say this. I saw Hobbs and Shaw just because I was like, oh, Rock and uh, Statham just talk, t- talking trash to each other for two hours. Here's my mind. Roman's in there. Oh. And Roman's in there, too. He's and looking strong. And no. I saw, <laughs> of course, they had to make Roman look strong. Um, yeah. I, I saw how ridiculous the car stuff is. And I'm like, oh, now I get why people watch these movies they just want to see the most ridiculous thing ever and all i know mm-hmm. is all i've heard in fast nine they take a car into outer space mm-hmm. and control it with a steering wheel dude like uh, here, i've we've always joked about this in the fast and furious franchise ever since uh fast five that they were gonna up the ante up it up it up it until like there's no way they could go up. And so the whole big joke was, oh, let's have Fast and Furious in space. There. Oh, have you heard the rumor of how they're going to top this one? There oh, is a um, that Universal planning. Studios is going to combine Fast and the Furious with Jurassic Park. I heard something completely different. What did you hear? So for Fast 10 and the Final Fast, something like that, because uh, it's going to be two parts, um, uh, the last two movies, is that you're going to do stuff with uh, the Hobbs, and they're going to do stuff with uh, the Jacob Toretto. So you know how we haven't had that third match yet? Rock yeah. versus Cena 
it's on the silver screen. I'm going to just level with you. <clears throat> if they don't call the next one Fast 10, your seatbelts, um, I'm giving up. Okay, we're going <laughs> to. I need it. I need it. I need Fast 10, your seatbelts. Oh my God, I need it. Ace. Ace. <sighs> I, Ace, I, I, you can't see this. I just grabbed a stack of ones and I am throwing it at you. This is my money. Take it. I need Fast 10, your seatbelts. First question, why do you have a stack of wands? Second question. What's the second question? Let's answer the first one first. Why do you have a stack of wands? Why, why don't I? Oh, hey, so you don't just have like... Kind of, you don't just kind of ones you go into in your off time. I throw ones at the wall and tell people I'm throwing money at the uh, hey, uh, Oh, I I really wow. thought that he was doing the stuff that I was doing. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> oh, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> uh, Ace, how else are people enjoying the idea of just throw money at them? I just want to bring up bring up a stack of ones and not do the most obvious joke on the planet. Come on. Right, right? That's my point. Like I don't. I just walk around with the <laughs> and then if somebody has a good idea, I'm just like, oh, that's a great idea. Take my money. I throw, throw one at him and walk away. What's, what's the obvious joke, guys? Huh? Guys, what's the obvious joke? It's what well, I do. I'm just going them. to I'm just going to strip this topic away and go to a different club for the, the different topic that we want to run with. Um, <clears throat> yeah, is, let's take a quick uh, poll. Yeah, let's take a quick poll. Uh, we can't wants- dance around this situation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is a like we've got a lot of hot exotic topics coming up um, that we need to discuss. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've got we've got Fighter Fest this Wednesday. We've got Money in the Bank in front of a live crowd again uh, on on this Sunday coming. Uh, is New Japan doing any, any big shows or anything like that? I mean, I mean, I'd like to ask if Impact's doing anything big, but they haven't done anything in months, so. Well, Slammiversary's coming up for Impact, though. Yes, yeah, Slammiversary in July is coming up for Impact. New Japan is clinging to life because they don't believe in vaccines, and so they're from week to week, a different quarter of their roster is out. Um, <laughs> uh, Ring of Honor actually just had uh, Best in the World last night. Uh, and it was in front of crowds, so that was technically their uh, first show in front of crowds. I- I- anybody watch it? No. It, you said it was last night. Yes, or Saturday. Our sat sat uh, Saturday. I was uh, watching uh, a so Poirier. I I do have a question for for you two guys. I know we're getting into a bunch. It is about ROH, which I just mentioned. One, Bandito won the ROH World Heavyweight title. He's the new heavyweight champion. But two, Ace, Ron, do either of you gentlemen know who Dan Hawson is? Uh, He is the guy with all the makeup, isn't he? Yes. Have you seen his gimmick? No, I haven't. Have you seen his gimmick, Ace? No. Isn't he like a wannabe uh, warhorse? No, no. Okay, this guy, guys, he is our fever dream character. So 
He is a interdimensional demon that talks with a funny voice like this and stuff and refers to everything as whatever Hausen. So like if he's uh, talking to you about wanting to be Ring of Honor champion, he will say he's uh, wanting to be a, a Ring of Hausen champion and stuff like that. And he is known as uh, very nice and very evil because he is a demon, but, but he tries, but, but, but he doesn't want to be evil because that will make people not like him. So he tries to act nice so they won't, uh, 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 so they'll try to forget he's a demon. And he refers to everything about he wants to win matches to win human money. Um, and he carries a jar of uh, teeth and at some point in the match, he shoves them in your mouth and it disorients you. So people like he, he fakes put these teeth in their mouth and then people act like you just like slipped a molly or something. Like they're just stumbling around the ring like they're drunk and stuff. And his promos are the funniest, most over the top thing ever. Ron, I can't see you not loving this guy. Um, also, like if you're in like a heated promo with them and you swear like literally he'll cut your promo off and go no swearing <laughs> it it's it it's hilarious it it's it's just so much ridiculous wrestling silly i recommend anyone that hasn't seen stuff from him he has his own little uh internet like fake talk show which is like him in his basement and his uh, uh, gear and stuff talking. One time he was like talking about The Rock and he snapped his fingers and his wrestling gear like disappeared. And then he was in like the black turtleneck chain fanny pack rock outfit. But then with that uh, Dan Housen makeup, uh, it's yeah, his stuff is just so ridiculous and over the top. Everyone needs to, he is the reason to watch ROH right now. He is just, so so ridiculous it is great you're great everyone's great i think that that and like for roh not to have like huge crowds dude that crowd was on fire everyone like people are so ready to see live wrestling again um Mm -hmm. i really hope wwe for this next month, this like, oh, you know, we're back home in like Boston and Texas and whatever tour, they better have good matches and some good angles planned because I think everyone is so excited. The first show or two will just be like, yeah, we're just happy to be here, you know? But I think very, very quickly, you're gonna have crowds that are going to be so amped to be crowds that you're gonna get them rowdy boy crowds and they're just gonna wanna have a good time whether they like what's going on in the ring or not and they are going to turn on certain acts really fast. Hmm. I, I could see that. I could see that. I mean, it, it could be better than... Uh, what if they did like another Hell in a Cell on free TV? If they that did that, yeah. They what if, remember, remember when they did Money in Money in the Bank on free TV? I did. Yeah, years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it was a tag team Money in the Bank. Well, they've done multiple Money in Banks free on TV. Now I think about it. Uh, the women's uh, Money in the Bank with Carmella. Yeah, but Raw also had the tag team Money in the Bank. I think RVD and Kane won it. 
Um, and then SmackDown had a tag team Money in the Bank years ago as well. I mean, like, what what if they had like a? No, just give me a last man standing, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Just give me that. I'll be okay with you it. Mean just, like we just had. Yeah, give me another one. You just wanted again. Just, 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 hey, just do that on repeat. I just, just want it again. I know that I mean, tore could, out of all of y'all, but just do it again. We could, like, we could have Rocks, uh, Rock Cena, um, Orton Cena for forever. Can't we have? Uh, yes, but that's Wins just a match, uh, not a match. Type. Okay. I mean, sure. We'll have that forever. Let's let's just talk about match types then. There you go. It. Look at you. Look at you growing up. Uh, it's interesting you bring up map types because I have uh, I have a little list here. What? You have a list? Wait, we have a topic today? I am shocked. This is the first time I am hearing about this. <sighs> what? Ace, so I'm, what helping your about today? Ace, I'm helping your segue here. Let me show you how to do it. It's hey guys, no, we have no, topics not, about not matches. You don't like my segue? What is wrong with you? Hold on. It's not a segue if we're already here and then you come bursting in the room going, hey, guys, the topic. Uh, it is if I say it is. Me and Ron have already exited it and then I you're in the backseat going. <laughs> a cognitive train of thought. Right? No, talk about match types. Cognitive. Right? If you guys haven't noticed, I find pleasure in ruining your good segues with just the world's worst segue. Uh, I'll give you. I'll, I'll give that to you. I'll give that to you. Speaking of segues, we have topics. Shut. <laughs> you know what? Can't. Um, uh, we're, <laughs> we're searching for a third member, by the way. If anyone's curious, um, is this the episode where I finally get kicked off? I mean, I've been trying for a year and a half, and y'all just keep like inviting me back, and I don't know just why. Start, just start we, saying it's, stuff it's where the, F, the FCC just gets you. Yeah, that <laughs> happened to Ron once. Yeah, it happened to me once. Yeah, oh, it, I don't it, even remember what happened there. It was the real FCC that contacted Ron. We really had to like kick him off for like two, three weeks. Like, what really happened? Don't oh, no one else remember what happened. I, yeah, I don't either. Off. No idea. I have no idea what There's happened. a whole video. Hmm? I really, honestly, I don't remember. Like, honest to goodness, I don't remember why yeah. the FCC kicked me off of the podcast. Yeah, me neither. I have no idea. I have no idea. You know, anyway, guys, so matches and types and segues. <laughs> what was, wasn't the topic uh, match segues? It's less of a segue now and more just like dragging it. Just like, you're going! You're going! Oh. <laughs> so which matches has had the best segue? Check, Check it. Yeah, which match has the best segue? Check it. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you two, and I'm going to, you know, obviously chime in as well, but very specifically, you two, a match type. Um, <clears throat> Ron. Ron. And what I want you to do is we're going to have to, like, together come up with a number rating, 1 through 10, 
of how highly or lowly we would rate this match type. And we need some some reasoning behind it. So you can't just be like a five and then that's that. Like, why why would you rate it so high or so low? This will be open for some interpretation and some you can give your rating based on a particular promotions execution of said one because not every promotion does steel cage the same or as well so you know if you absolutely want to give it a higher rating because of blank then by all means but make that sure that's in your explanation so you got some you got some some idea of what you're supposed to do no uh, good answer <laughs> I basically we're, we're gonna rank myself out that way i could like really... we're gonna rate and rank some match types starting off one starting off with one that we just recently talked about uh so i'm curious how good or bad you think it is a last man standing match for those of you who don't know this is a match type where one or or i say one two or more wrestlers uh go at it uh, typically at the 1v1 uh, situation, but I, I assume it could probably be higher with elimination rules. Um, but they go, and there is no pinfall, there is no submission. It is the last person to not rise to a 10 count. And not like outside of the ring 10 count, like knock down on the ground, ref starts counting to 10. So, Ronathan and Jake, you uh, what do you think? What, what's your, uh, what's your perception of a last man standing match? I'll go for a four. Go for a four? Hello. Yeah. You're not a fan, huh? What's your, uh, what's your reason for, for... <laughs> So I feel like you could only do so much with the last man standing match these days because I totally feel that we're just going to give it to the WWE on this one. Uh, they do not have the creative acumen to create a memorable last man standing match anymore, um, especially since they have already blown like the big spots with um, with opponents like the Big Show or Brock Lesnar or um, I guess like maybe Umaga. Um, it's like big, big husky dudes just going out there and they're in the heels at that point so they do things like they pile things on top of them they do this do that um i miss the days where uh fucking mankind would be in an empty arena and they would pin them using the uh, forklift yeah, that's, the cool. Rocks that's cool to me. Uh, yeah, it's a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a Super Bowl match. But uh, I feel that when it comes down to last man standing matches, um, they've pretty much used all their gimmicks. Um, I, I kind of agree with Ron. I would rate it a little higher. I'd probably give it like six, I would say. Um. But yeah, six is too high for me. So I, I, 
I would say this is the last man standing match because of what it has become in the last, I'll say decade, maybe 15 years. Um, it's hard because you have to think of a spot, in my opinion, for that match to end now, right? And if you're just trying to do like an angle where some guy just literally beats up a guy till he can't get back up, well, now, like, you have to make it look brutal. And the thing that I think is just so, I guess, off with that match nowadays is it's like, it feels like they just do all these spots, do all this brutality, and then it's like, okay, well, he's worn down and he can't answer the count anymore. And it's like, yeah, but, like, he moved from all the other stuff. And I just, I think that match without a really good story falls flat. I think when you do have a good story or a good spot, I think those matches are really, really good. Um, but I'm gonna go with a six because I think it can be a really good match. I think just right now, this day and age, I think the last man standing matches here lately are just falling flat because they're throwing them into a rivalry that doesn't necessarily need that match or they have like a good story going into that match and it just seems like they don't know and it's more than just WWE but don't know how to end those matches to satisfaction whether the satisfaction is the good guy or the bad guy winning but just you know a satisfactory oh that was a good way to end that yeah that's going to end that rivalry match okay what do you say, Ace? Okay. Um, <clears throat> I would probably go to the five to the six range uh, for similar reasons, but one one probably falls more to, uh, I guess, Ron's thing in that, like, last man standings are basically just, like, uh, long, long-scale matches without saying that they're long-scale matches, like Iron Man and such. But an Iron Man, like, is you know, an hour, whereas this one is like an hour, but not explicitly so. And I feel like it's just a chance to like have a long form match, but never really get into the actual gimmick of, you know, uh, oh, it's it last man standing. Cool. I'll make it where you can't stand up, you know, lock your arm like lock. You know, I think we've gotten real close sometime. I think one time they did something on WWE where a dude was like handcuffed and so he like couldn't stand up and so like he lost because he couldn't stand to the count. Um, but that, I think that's the closest we've gotten to like cleverness of a last man standing and you know can't stand up. Like I want to see one that's over quickly because someone does some shenanigans where they can't get up. Um, I can see so that. That's why I would go as low as like a five or a six, just because I feel like for the type of match that it is, we're not getting fun with it, and we could do a lot more with it. Oh yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. Now yeah. on the other side of it, and this applies to all different types of it. Uh. But we'll say, I'll say, I'll say this: steel cage match. And by that, I'm specifically talking about when you can't 
easily exit the cage. So we're not counting Hell in a Cell. Uh, I'm not even counting like Punjabi prison because realistically you could absolutely fit through the very large cracks. I'm talking straight up. If it's old school or new, new school, the cage is right there on the ringside. And it's like right out, you know, right outside the ropes kind of thing, that kind of steel cage match, you know, and that that's just to kind of give coverage to all promotions. Um, so what ta- what do you think about a steel cage match? Uh... I think steel cage match is classic. I think steel cage match, like when you think of wrestling stipulation matches, you think of a steel cage match. Um, I do think that there are better stipulation matches than a steel cage, but I think at the end of the day, the best like the heel keeps cheating, how are we going to get a fair match? Okay, let's put them in a cage and now the heel can't run away. You know, somebody shouldn't be able to help the heel cheat and stuff like that. Like, I think the cage match is just that classic, classic wrestling stipulation match. Would you rank it? Would you rate it highly? That being said, I'm not sure where I'll rank it. I'm thinking of the of the number right now. Um, Here, Ron, you you talk about it while I think about my numbers. Six. That's my number. <laughs> That's your number? Well, what do you think about the match, Ron? I think about the match. Uh, it definitely had its use in its heyday. Um, fantastic, fantastic sorts of uh, stipulations back in the day. Um, but now I think I don't remember when they started to introduce the you could uh, win a steel cage match by pinfall submission or being the first one to leave the ring. That, I hate that. I- Yes. I hate that. I hate it. Yes. I think the cage match oh. needs to go back to you can only win by escape. Because I I agree with you. I hate that it's either or or uh, announce ahead of time. Like, oh, this cage match, you can only win by pinfall or submission. Or this one, you can only win by escape. Like, <laughs> you don't need to have three options. Um, I don't. The thing is that I don't like the escape because See, I don't know. If a match like constitutes uh, having that sort of, like, I guess, restriction to have that amount of violence, you really don't want to leave. That's like a blood feud sort of thing. And I guess okay. that's also what... You know what? I'm lowering it. I'm going to five. Because these cage matches, they're not used for, like, really intense blood feuds anymore. It's like, oh, well, this would be cool if we put it here. So, yeah, no. Not six, five now. No, no, okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't tell me to hold on on my choice. Yes, I can. So, you are saying that you are... You are, yeah, well, I was. Uh, Ace uh, is the placeholder. You was, you was. I, 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 I was. Hey, Ace is the placeholder. Don't worry. Uh, su- Sunday, it's coming home. But anyway, um, so no, what I'm saying to hold up is why are you lowering it based on how they are currently using the match? The question is, how do we rank these as all-time gimmick matches? So like, yeah, just all-time. All-time. That means, you're just, that means like, now and then. The reason why I rank it so high 
is because of how I used to, and I acknowledge that at the beginning of my of my steel cage dissertation uh, for Harvard University, I said I I liked how the stipulations were. Uh, it was a great way for uh, rivalries to kind of have that um, that final like nail in the coffin um but the way that they are utilizing these days is a very direct bastardization of what the steel cage was meant to be and changing the rule type to be like oh you could also escape from it so like a cowardly heel could just like oh okay you're not gonna get your revenge huh sucks to be you and and whatnot it just everything is so i think this is gonna be a trend with me a lot of the matches are going to be convoluted. A lot of the situations don't call for the matches that they're given. Uh, very rarely yeah. does a match like constitute, oh my gosh, they need this in this setting. Um, but that's just modern day wrestling. Modern day wrestling, it's a, oh, we, uh, we're having a rematch between these two people. We have to make it different. What match are we just going to... Th- uh, uh, what dart then, is going to hit the says whatever? That's doing it just to do it. That's the match to do it. But you're saying that, that, that we're gauging the gimmick matches. Your complaint is on creative and how they are using these matches. But the match itself, like, it's, I don't know what your favorite gimmick match is, but let's say your favorite gimmick match is, I don't know, a dog collar match. Let's say that's your favorite gimmick match of all time. Well, if they're using it for, hey, these two guys, uh, hey, he just won the Intercontinental title, so now they're in a dog collar match. Yeah, that's stupid. But if you have a a, a, a a feud built up to using the match properly, then that's good. But it's not the match doesn't suck because their creative sucks. Uh, their creative just sucks, and they just say, hey, cage match tonight. Who cares? I, I, I don't agree with that. I 110%, I don't agree with it. Because in order for there to be like a match or a match type there needs to be a story that happens if in order for there to be a good match there needs to be uh, a wrestler that's you know beyond the normal wrestler uh it is creative's job to really get these matches over and if they're not getting over with me then they're just gonna be another punjabi prison match i don't care about it so okay i'll just yeah. say this they used to they used to have clout. They used to have clout, but now I have doubt. I'm going to say this to piss Ron off. It's a ten. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm going to put it the same space. A six. The only reason this gets a six to me is I think the cage match is classic. I think it is the original like gimmick match that you think of when you think of wrestling. Um, and I think when used correctly, it can be good. I agree with Ron. And I don't like that every match is, oh, you can escape, you can pin them, you can submit them, you can walk through the door. Like, I hate having all those options. I think they either need climb out of the cage, escape, you win, or you're locked in that cage, you need to pin or submit your opponent before we unlock the door. Um, but that being said, that's how the match used to be. Um, and it's on shitty creative and, excuse my language, and other uh, stuff that WWE does that has uh, put a uh, bad taste in our mouth. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, Ace, what Ace, do you think? How do you feel? Now, now that we've had our, our blood feud in a cage. 
That you know, to be fair, this is uh this is what I live for is <laughs> making you two debate. But no, uh <laughs> I really think I, I really think topic episodes he's just like is ron on yeah it's jacob on <laughs> and all he does is just puts us together are you ace ace i get it now i understand what it is you want to be my best friend and ron's best friend and you think the only way you can do that is to make us hate each other i i see your plan i see i see i'm just be really honest i was ron, ron had first so oh that hurts i had what you were there first. <laughs> you had first dibs. Well, what I have to say about that is, speaking of best friends, we also have other matches that we can talk about in this segue. <laughs> you know what? There, there was, there was. Uh, you know what? Just take it. No, no, I'm not even gonna. No, no, <laughs> not no, not even no. Um, no, I would probably uh, ladder to a face. Let's talk about ladder matches. I, I give the previous one a six. You know, six as well. Okay. So, uh, but that's only because, like, I I get the, I guess the classicness of it. Like, I understand the classicness of it. What I don't, what I don't like is probably uh, summed up by both y'all is I don't know how I feel about the win by uh, escape. And then to clarify though, I specifically don't like the win by escape through uh, through the uh, the door. door. Yeah, I don't mind as much if you crawl out, um, but I do not like escape by via door. Um, I, I can live with everything else. I guess what I would say to that. Um, but or since, since Jake brought it up, you know, we'll just run with it on that on that plane of existence. Uh, yeah, ladder matches. Although specifically, I'll say this: we're going to include TLC as a whole here, uh, and only because. I feel like ladder matches by themselves and TLC. It's it's weird because technically speaking, they're all allowed both like in both. Like ladder is not just ladder, chair is not just chair. It's just like the featured. Um, but I feel like TLC is basically just telling the audience, hey, in this ladder match, you are guaranteed to see table spots and chair spots. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it's tough because on the one hand, like I don't want I don't want to just say like the others don't matter because a ta- like a chair match. Well, technically, you never really hear about a chair match, honestly. Um, they should never. But you really don't. <laughs> Sorry, Sean Spears. Well, because it, it's it's. Sorry. To me, it doesn't make sense because chair match is just a hardcore match, but you know, there's a lot of chairs. There's nothing like a ladder match specifically has a different end game, and even a table match has a specific end game. Uh, so we're so we're just doing basically 
all across the board ladder matches, like TLCs, any match that you have to climb a ladder to get the belts. Yes, to get the prize. So that includes money, money in the bank. That includes money in the bank because money in the bank is just a ladder match without a title. I'll, I'll, I'll start this one off. Ron, fight me, Tim. Oh, you're a big fan of the ladder. Oh, ladder matches are my all-time favorite gimmick match. Um, uh, when I was a kid, uh, ladder match at WrestleMania 10 between uh, Sean and Razor, uh, that blew my mind as a little kid, made me love wrestling more than I even did at the time. And ever since then, I understand that a lot of the bumps and stuff that you take in a ladder match are now redundant to, to today, but uh, I'm a sucker for a ladder match. If you have a ladder match, I'm there, especially if you can get a good story and a good ending. Like, a, I, to me, out of gimmick matches, there's almost nothing better than a really good ending to a ladder match. Like, uh, Sean and Jericho, when they had the ending of them like both like pulling the title and the snaps break, so Sean like slips and falls, like heartbreaking ending, phenomenal. Like, uh, uh, who was, uh, I think it was like uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in ROH, their like ladder warfare match, like the big spot where they had like two ladders with a ladder in, in between it, and he like jumped off like two ladders and a table and did a package pile driver on the Sami Zayn. Like, amazing spots. Like, I think ladder matches has given us some of the most crazy spots and some of the most satisfying endings in gimmick matches throughout wrestling history. All right. You done? Go ahead, Ron. Are you, are you done? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Ten and a half. Wait, what was that? Ten and a half. Ten and a half? Ten and a half. I don't think that's a thing, so we're just going to say ten. Ten and a half. You give him that half point, and Ron, I love you. Ron, we're best friends again. I'll send you out to IHOP. Ace, you're not invited. It's only ladder, buddy. I mean, it was one through nine, so, you know, or one through ten, so... Yeah, no, uh, all the points that he made is correct. Uh, you could also think back to the TLC matches between Edge and Christian, Matt and Jeff Hardy, uh, the Dudley boys. Uh, think about how they think about how Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon reinvented like the, ladder, the way that the ladders are used now was not the way ladders were used back then. No, and to watch that evolution, that is a prop that has evolved past its time. It shouldn't be around anymore, but by gum it, it is it is still rocking. Anytime I hear that there's a ladder match, I am for it. And the fact that there's another like not only is it like TLC, but you have a money in the bank match where there is high stakes, high reward. That's the kind of stuff that makes or breaks a a wrestler. And to have that sort of gravity, to have that sort of veritas, like it is so uh you cannot escape. 
a great yeah. ladder match. You cannot. And like you said, like because the original ladder matches, it uh, uh, started in, I believe, Canada. I think the first televised one was Jake the Snake versus someone. But like back in uh, those days, it was just like, okay, you went, got the ladder, you picked it up, you climbed, and you had to get the belt. Like no one ever ran anyone into the ladder. No one ever like used the ladder as a weapon. That all was WrestleMania 10, Sean and uh, Razor. And like you said, like it evolved that match so much. And now like the, evol the evolution of, like you said, the money in the bank, like having six guys and they had eight guys, like just adding more people into that just makes pure chaos. I still think one of, I understand why they did it. I still think one of the worst decisions is making money in the bank its own pay-per-view. I think money in the bank needs to be happening at WrestleMania every year because it is such a spectacle match that I think having that match at WrestleMania is awesome. I agree. Hey, I agree. Hey, she want to disagree? Hey, hey, she want to try to disagree? No, because everything about it is nice because it, it basically makes it to where you can have a match that has an ending and they they have gotten creative occasionally with like how it ends like uh the infamous uh one like a year or two ago where they like both fell with the belt and then it was like who actually won it and stuff like that um for the most part it's usually pretty definitive you know ending or whatever I was not a fan of Otis winning, but the fact that you had two people fighting over the briefcase and when they pulled it out of the hook, it slipped out of both hands and someone was down there to catch it. Like, whether you liked that or hated that, it was very creative. I will give them that. It was a creative ending. Like, for yeah. better or worse, it was, it was, it was creative. Yeah, creative mm -hmm. could do good things when they have, when they have the skills. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're all in agreement there. Top top quality match. Yep. Yes. Now yes. I got one more for you because we don't okay. want to run too long. So I got one more match type for you, and we're going to we're going to kind of combine two because they both have similar rules, and it's just the immediate execution. We're going to combine Battle Royales and Rumble Royals. Uh, Royal Rumbles, whatever. Uh, I think you combine those. Well, to clarify, the premise is always the same of a uh, person over the rope, feet touch the floor, they're out. In the a Battle Royale, everyone starts. And uh, like in a Battle Royale, they're all in it at the start. In a Royal Rumble, they you know trickle in. Uh, intervals, yeah. But what I'm saying is, you can't combine the two because Royal Rumble to me is going to be a nine or ten. A Battle Royal to me is going to be a three. There is well, a big okay. Then, well, let me say this: I'm going to put it as part of it, but you can judge just on Royal Rumble because what I would say to that is, like, I like Battle Royale and all. The only thing I don't like is it doesn't really allow you to showcase any wrestler. Uh, especially because a lot of them get tossed immediately just to clear space. Yeah, that's very, like um, a battle royal. Okay, one, um, if you ever listen to uh, Doc Gallows talk about uh, a battle royal, um, you will never be able to. <laughs> I didn't like Battle Royals even when I was a little kid. But if you listen to him talk about you know, he's literally 
uh, there's like a video of him watching and it, it, the bell rings and he goes one, two, three and punch and punch and punch and punch and punch and punch and fake getting hit, fake getting hit. And like, and he's just sitting there like, like, and you realize you're like, oh my God, that is all they do. Like when there's a bunch of people there, just you collide around people, you fake punch for a while, then you jump out of the ring and that's it. Um, yeah, like battle royals. I, that is one of my least favorite gimmicks of all time because you can't spotlight anyone. Half the people in the match don't do anything, but like I just said, like fake punches and then they they get thrown out. So there's only like a quarter of the people in the ring that maybe actually get to actually wrestle. Now Royal Rumble, like you can have a bunch of people in the ring at one point, but you have that based on every two minutes somebody's coming in. So like, yeah, after about like 10 or 12 minutes, yeah, the ring's kind of full now, and it's just a bunch of that punching and stuff like that. And there's lulls in the match, but there's still also time for high spots, different people get featured. Like, the Royal Rumble really is one of the, <laughs> the smartest, I think, creations in wrestling, because it's a match where it's like, hey, yeah, there's gonna be one winner, and that guy gets all of the spotlight, but, for like an hour, hour and a half, however long, you know, they, they, they go, like we get to literally spotlight almost all of our talent in some way. Um, yeah, I, th I think the Royal Rumble is one of the best creations in all of wrestling. Okay. What about you, Ron? You feel the same what are, way? What are, what, are, what are the numbers? What were the numbers? Oh. Well, I mean, I like I said, I would have given Royal Rumble uh, a nine or a ten. Well, I'll just say ten, whatever, and then I would give a Battle Royal a three. Okay, uh, a Battle Royal would probably be a two for me. Uh, I particularly don't like them, just because yeah. it really is a whole bunch of nonsense and fluff. Uh, and usually, when it comes to a Battle Royal, there's not that much gravity to it. Um, it then with the Royal Rumble, I'm gonna give it a solid like, I'd give it a solid eight. Because okay. you know they they've had they've had Royal Rumbles that missed, but then they've had Royal Rumbles that just, oh my gosh, so amazing. Yeah. The one with the, the one that always stands out is Stone Cold and uh, Vince McMahon. Yes. That is the one that always stands out to me when it comes to Royal Rumble because you're doing it in a very entertaining way that's not of the norm of a regular Royal Rumble, and so it it's uh it's it's good it's good. Sometimes yeah, it's it, not so good. Yeah, it's like go ahead. I was gonna say uh, it's interesting because the one that I always remember is uh, the one where. Uh, Vince blew out his quads because it was oh uh, rock, uh, rock. I, I always say rock. Uh, Bati Cena Batista. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. oh that is <laughs> that was an ending. That was an ending though. Like if mm -hmm. you didn't know what was going on, you didn't know the behind the scenes of that. That was an. Hi, this is uh, Ace of Spades card uh, coming to you at the end of the podcast to say that it wasn't until post-production that we discovered that there was an issue with our recording uh, setup. Uh, there were some some statics here and there, nothing too terrible. Uh, but then we discovered towards the end that it just cut a good chunk of the ending off. 
Um, to summarize, we were pretty much done and dusted with all the match types, and we're just wrapping up some of our favorite uh, Royal Rumble moments. So we were uh, just kind of keying that out, and then we were going to immediately end. So, you know, as much as I hate that you missed, you didn't miss a uh, huge portion. So fret not. There wasn't a whole lot that went on uh, that you just, you know, aren't getting to hear yourself. Uh, but thank you, everyone, for who does listen. Sorry for the technical uh, glitches and screw-ups. Hopefully in the future we will be able to have a much more polished uh, setup, um, especially here in the next couple of months. Uh, hopefully you'll be sticking around and listening. Uh, if anyone's curious, the Royal Rumble got a solid nine across the board from everybody at the end. And uh, we hope you uh, stay tuned and listen to our next episode. So to all our listeners, thank you. And here's the outro. Make sure that you're following us on all of our social medias, including Twitter at QuickPopCast, Facebook at the Quick Pop Podcast, and Instagram as well at the Quick Pop Podcast. Any of those are great ways to reach out to the host of the show, and we'd love to talk to you as well. We are constantly speaking on current events and would love to hear your opinions on stuff too. So get in touch with us today.